Hi, everybody. I'm Steve Goldstein, and thank you so much for taking the time here on the Goldie on Ice podcast. We are presented by SIDES, which is a foundation helping children and family in the battle against pediatric cancer. You know, I know David Lister personally. He puts in so much of his time, energy, and effort to help so many that need it. SIDES helps to fund and fight children's cancer. You can find Dave Lister on how you can contribute and help out and donate on Facebook and on LinkedIn. And brought to you by Ken Marr. His bottom line is Ken, a personal friend of mine, been with the podcast since the beginning. He's just one of the best people I know. That's the bottom line. He's now a senior vice president at JLL, a Fortune 500 company. Ken specializes in industrial properties. Four decades in the business, so we appreciate his support here on the Goldie on Ice podcast. Let's get right to this episode. Hi, everybody. Once again, welcome to the podcast. I am Steve Goldstein. It is April 4th on Wednesday. What a roller coaster hockey season this has been. It's been fun. For a while, it was more frustrating than fun, but now it's pretty fun. And if you can believe this, on Saturday night in Washington, the Panthers potentially could clinch a playoff spot. Think about that. That in game 80, they might have a chance to clinch. Now, Here's the bottom line today. Uh, the Panthers own the first wild card spot because of the tie-break advantage with the Islanders. The Panthers are even in points, but they're ahead in regulation wins. Uh, the second tie-break, should the Islanders catch the Panthers, is regulation and overtime wins. Um, that's even. And then the third tie-break, after points, obviously, would be all wins. That includes shootouts. The Panthers have won two shootouts this year. The Islanders have, have won one. And by the way, if the Islanders catch the Panthers in that category, the fourth tiebreak comes down to points head-to-head, and the Panthers had the advantage in that over the Islanders. Now, they don't have the advantage over the Penguins, but it's never going to come to that because the Panthers are four regulation wins ahead of Pittsburgh. So, uh, you know, really the Panthers with a one-point lead on the Penguins, realistically, it's a two-point lead on the Penguins. Um because the Panthers have the tiebreak with regulation wins. So, you know, if the Panthers go 3-1 and one in their final four, Pittsburgh would have to sweep their final four um, in order to finish ahead of the Panthers. Now, Pittsburgh's got Minnesota real tough game on Thursday. Pittsburgh did not look good defensively in, in getting pounded by the Devils on Tuesday. The Islanders play Tampa on Thursday, obviously a tough game. But after that, Pittsburgh and New York have three, you never want to call them gimme games because we see all the times, like when the Panthers lost to the Flyers, but um, games against teams out of it. While the Panthers have the tougher schedule in the final week because they have Toronto and Carolina, although those games may be meaningless to those two teams, they're just more talented um, than the teams that New York and Pittsburgh are playing. The bottom line is it's in the Panthers' hands, and believe it or not, there is a little bit of room for error. Three and one probably gets them in because one of those teams would have to sweep. Um, and 3-0-1 is the clincher. So the magic number for the Panthers over the Penguins is seven. Any combination of those two um, puts them in. You know, the Islanders, it gets a little more dicey because those regulation wins while the Panthers are up now by a game, which is the first tiebreak, that could change. Um, but the bottom line is, if Thursday night goes well and the Panthers take care of business at home against Ottawa, and Pittsburgh loses in regulation to Minnesota, um, then the magic number's three. Any combination of the Panthers gaining points or Pittsburgh losing points on Saturday would put the Panthers in the playoffs. Now, the Penguins do play a 1 o'clock game in Detroit, 
So the Panthers will know by game time. If Pittsburgh were to get one or no points in that game, um, I don't think the Penguins are going down that easy. I know they've struggled. They're in a win-one, lose-one. I just think Sidney Crosby's not going to let them you know, falter that badly, especially after they get rid of their Thursday game against Minnesota. Then they've got teams that are out of it that they're just better than. But it certainly remains to be seen, and it is remarkable what the Panthers have done since the four-game losing streak. And a lot went on that day in Toronto. It looked very bleak for this team after the loss to Ottawa. Bobrovsky was out. We know Spencer Knight's been out. They had to call up Mac Guzda to be the backup. Alex Lyon had to step in and be the starter. Lyon had only played the one game against Philadelphia. That was the week before, over the past month or so. And they're not playing well against Toronto. Um, it looked like they were going to be down, by the way, 2-1 to one when that coach's challenge came up for offside, which, by the way, I know some of them haven't been that close. They've been obvious calls, but the Panthers coaching uh, video guys have been amazing. They never lose a challenge. Um, it's been impressive. And it looked bleak. And that morning, Keith Kachuk, Matthew and Brady's dad, basically went on radio. They were talking about the Ottawa Senators, and you see the passion that he still has. He was talking about how hard Ottawa plays the night before they had beaten the Panthers, and he ripped the Panthers. Let's call it what it is. He called them soft. He said, stop trying to get autographs from Matthews and Marner and check them a little bit harder, and they're getting what they deserve. And they came out that night and played pretty bad. I mean, it was a tie game in the second, but they played poorly. And during that coach's challenge, which the Panthers won because they were offside, if they weren't offside, it would have been two goals in less than a minute. They would have been down two to one. Paul Maurice just let loose. Um, he had had enough. I think in his mind, there was nothing to lose. The season was teetering. And, you know, he said he's had to, he just had to get it all off his chest. And... It was nothing hockey-related. I think it was more about heart. It was about character. It was about playing soft, what Kachuk said earlier in the day. And it didn't immediately take effect. For about six, seven minutes, the Panthers still weren't very good. But they started finding their game a little bit. And Alex Lyon made some big saves. you got to get the, hey, throw everything else out the window. Okay, coaches and systems and who's firing who up. It comes down to the goalie. If the goalie doesn't make the saves, you can play as hard as you want. The game in Ottawa before that, they pretty much dominated that game at 5-on-5. Five five. I think they were 17-7 in scoring chances. Ottawa scored three on the power play. The penalty kill was bad. You know who your best penalty killer is. It's your goaltender. So that was a goalie loss in a lot of ways in Ottawa. And Bobrovsky, by the way, was already not feeling well. He, he toughed it out and played in that game. Um, so... You know, Lyon keeps him in it, and they get that goal. Aaron Ekblad, who's been playing well, um, fired that puck from that left side where he's back, where Hagee took that spot for a while, and Reinhardt tipped it in, and then Barkov with the great pass to Montour in overtime. And it was it was an amazing turnaround. And all of a sudden, they had a bit, little bit of life. Then they go in and play a couple of teams in Montreal, Columbus, and pound them, and Lyon is just calm and steady and they did a good job in front of him and since the Reinhardt goal okay you, you count that one with a minute left then they win it in overtime there have been 12 periods since the Panthers have allowed one even strength goal and they've outscored their opponents 17 to 4 they've won four in a row for the first time all season 
Lions won four in a row for the first time in his career, and here they are with their playoff fate in their hands. And, and, and this is big, not a lot, but a sliver of room for error. They don't have to win every game in order to get in. Um, if they do take care of business Thursday and Saturday, regardless of what anybody else does, um, you know, likely they got to find two or maybe three points in the final two games at home against Carolina and Toronto when they're in. So it's an amazing season because of the roller coaster they've been on. Um, you know, all year they hadn't been able to win more than three in a row. They also hadn't lost more than three in a row until recently when they lost the four and won the four. Um, and who would have thought that with Knight and Bobrovsky as your goalies, Alex Lyon signed as the third guy, and they went out there and targeted a third guy that could step in and play some games. I don't know if they envisioned this, but he had won the Calder Cup last year in the AHL, so he knows about pressure situations in hockey. He's 30 years old. He's a veteran. And who would have thought that Alex Lyon has stepped in and saved this season? And by the way, he kind of did that in January when both guys were out and he went 3-2-1. and one. Remember in, in that stretch in January when things were really teetering and he got that big win over the Bruins, the final game before the All-Star break, which was, I think, one of the turning points of the season. And the season has just been wild. And what Matthew Kachuk has been able to do is incredible. Again, against Buffalo, he gets that deflected goal. And I'll tell you what, I've watched Crosby and Joe Pavelski do that stuff for years. With, with the tips, those guys, along with Kachuk, they don't just deflect the puck to deflect the puck. They turn their blade sideways, facing down, moving it around, know where they are. They're deflecting it with purpose. They kind of have an idea of where it might go and a clear idea where they want it to go. And I'll tell you this, I thought those two were the best. I think Matthew Kachuk is better than Pavelski and Crosby at the puck deflections. It's incredible. And this guy's going back-to-back, -back, 40 goals, 100 points. Um, at 25 years old, it is amazing. The Panthers have him for seven more years locked up after this year. He is just scratching the surface on what he could be. And by the way, another thing to notice about Kachuk is when there's some extracurricular activity, he'll get in there, certainly, but he doesn't start it. And he doesn't take penalties. Um, it, it, it's been really an amazing season to watch this guy. And in my mind, and I know Huberdeau had the 115 points last year, and he was fantastic. This is the and Bure had years of 58 and 59 goals. To me, what Matthew Kachuk is doing this season for the Panthers, with them being in contention, and all these games basically being, you know, playoff games here down the stretch. I think it's the best off season, offensive season I've seen in Florida Panthers history. It really is. He's just been unbelievable in so many big spots for this team um, that it's the best I've seen. The numbers may not bear that out. I mean, look, he's probably going to be. He gets a goal in the last four games. He'll be the third Panther ever to get 40 goals. It'll be Bure, Verhage, and him. Um, and he'll ha it is the second best season in Panther history. He'll finish likely behind Huberdeau's 115 points. But to me, it's the best season that, that I've seen when you look at the totality of it and the play he makes in the third period against Buffalo. I mean, it's his forecheck. It's his puck separation from Skinner. It's his, you know, pass. And then he goes and deflects home the winning shot. I mean, 
you know, for the game-winning goal. Just, just amazing stuff. So it's been a fun year. Um, frustrating for much of it. Fun over the last few months. They played well since 2023 started. The Panthers are second in the NHL in goals. And they've been about a 106, 107-point team, which is a solid playoff team. And now they have a week to go, and it's their job to keep on winning and finish this thing up and get in the playoffs. And, you know, obviously Boston's had a historic year, so I think any team looking objectively would say, hey, we'd like to avoid the Bruins, although the Panthers have um, this season have had success against the Bruins. They split the season series with Boston and have gotten some real good goaltending um, in a couple of those games, including that one by Lyon late. But I look at the Panthers and any team and as good as Carolina has been with, you know, the great coach and Rod Brindamore, uh, if you could avoid Boston and get Carolina in the first round, you'd probably like to do that. So, again, not picking and choosing opponents. The teams would never do that. But I do think there's a difference between Boston and uh, and Carolina uh, going into the playoffs. And really, it's not a knock on the Hurricanes. They were a great team, and they have been for a number of years now. It's more what how good the Bruins are. So, all right, that'll do it for the podcast. Please take a moment, listen to our sponsors, Ken Morris, terrific guy. Love him, been with the podcast from the beginning. Dave Lister, everything he does uh, in South Florida for pediatric cancer. Um, great friend as well. And... Um, you know, great sponsor of the podcast. Appreciate you listening. Please subscribe, spread the word, leave reviews, whatever you like, and we'll talk to you soon. Time to take a moment out to tell you about something very important, the fight against pediatric cancer. And we're doing that through SIDES, the SIDES Foundation. Sydney Lister at age 15 battled Ewing sarcoma and she beat it and she's doing great today. Out of that struggle came SIDES, a foundation formed to fight pediatric cancer to help fund children's cancer research and help South Florida families with kids fighting the disease. Dave Lister is Sid's dad. He's in charge of SIDS and does so much for those families. So I encourage you to help out. Check out SIDS on Facebook, their Facebook page, S-I-D-E-S. Everything is on there. Or you can also call this important number, 954-594-5763. That's 954 594-5763. Help us, help Dave Lister, and help everybody fight pediatric cancer and help out families that need it through the SIDES Foundation. Well, I want to tell you about Ken Morris because he's been 33-plus years in the business, a stand-up guy, and recently joined JLL as a senior vice president. Now, JLL is number 185 on the Fortune 500 list, and Ken specializes in industrial properties, warehouse and manufacturer. He handles complex transactions. And the bottom line is, and I know this about him, you're the most important asset. You know, he takes care of his clients. That's what really drives him and keeps him in the business. And he absolutely loves it. He works with Fortune 500 companies and startup companies as well. So any needs that you possibly have, I could tell you this, Ken Morris is the guy. And he's been nice enough to support this podcast right from the beginning. So He's also got a pretty keen eye. Give him a call, 954-240-4400. That's 954-240-4400 for Ken Morris.